0: For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network.
1: To the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to thank you guys for joining us for another dynamic episode over here on your radio network. I am thrilled, you guys. We have a great friend of the show. I have known her um, for some time now, um, back when I was really, really getting started um, in radio, and she's been on uh, the Anthony and the Fly Show as well, you guys, I'm talking about. No one other than our special guest of this evening, you guys, Andrea Johnson. You guys, she's on. And if you guys have ever heard her speak, um, she is definitely a encouraging woman, a lifting woman, uh, and always brings knowledge to share with us. So I'm excited about having her on the show today. Um, <clears throat> if you guys are not aware, today we're talking about HIV and AIDS in 2016. And the reason why I wanted to touch on this topic is because I wanted to figure out, you know, is this a dialogue that is still taking place when it comes to relationships? Are people still getting tested um, to see if they um, are, in fact, HIV positive and so forth? Um, You know, is it still a topic in general in households? Um, about it. And today you're going to be uh, educated on it, on what's it about. Uh, Andrea always gets me straight uh, with the facts uh, pertaining to this subject, which I'm always happy for, because it's always good to get the right uh, information um, when dealing with anything. So I'm glad that she's on here today to talk about that, you guys. And as always, feel free to call in if you got those questions you got those comments, feel free to call in. I know Andrea would love, love uh, to uh, help you in this issue the best way that she can. And uh, I'm not going to delay it any further, you guys. I'm going to bring her on here so you guys can hear it from herself. Andrea, you there? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. I, I so appreciate it. Um, your question um, for tonight's topic was awesome. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm definitely glad that you were able to join me on here, and it's uh, definitely always a, a pleasure, um, and just a, a learning experience talking with you, uh, and even reading some of the stuff that you have to share on your um, pages and so forth. And so, of course, for the folks out there who may not be familiar with who you are, um, tell them a little bit about who this Andrea is Andrea Derns. Well, hi, hello, everyone, and, and thank you, B-Fly, for having me on your show. I tell you, it's been years, I mean, between the yeah. last show that we did together with, you know, Anthony and all, and it's just so great yeah. to see that you're still at it and just as powerful as you was, and powerful now, just as powerful as you were back then. Um, oh, thank but, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Andrea Johnston. I am an American woman living with HIV. Um, I acquired HIV uh not because I was using drugs, not because we had multiple sex partners or I acquired HIV um, from having sex with my husband. Um And my story is one of strength of courage, and my story is one that's repeated by many women. Many women um, that share the same story as I do, because not only uh, did uh, my partner not inform me that he was he was HIV positive, but I was also in a domestic violence relationship as well. So, I used my life instead of letting HIV stigmatize me. You know, I learned to take and use my life and as a learning lesson, and I also uh, recognize that my voice is very powerful and, you know, my will to help others. Um, So I am one that loves to educate on the issues of HIV and AIDS. And when I say educate, I mean give you proper and correct information because what happens is a lot of the stigmas that are still here that are with us today in 2016 is because persons still think that you can acquire HIV through ways that, of old antiquated ways, I want to say, of thinking in regards to people still think you can get it off of policy or through slava or through, you know, the air, you know. And I'm like, wow. But that goes to show that, you know, as much information as is out there, as much as it's not reaching our communities, and when there's a fear of something, no one wants to really learn about it if it doesn't, if they don't feel that it's affecting them at this point in time in their lives. So HIV is something that is still ravishing through our communities. It is not slowing down. You know, it is a conversation that needs to be had, whether you're single or you're married. Testing should happen, whether you're single or you're married. <coughs> um, right. Again, it's a virus that you know we have 1.1, I mean 1.2 million Americans. I'm just, I, and when I give out stats, I'm just giving. That's for you know America. I'm not giving yeah. for abroad mm-hmm. a million Americans right now that um, are living with HIV and a good amount of them mm-hmm. don't even know we have HIV. Um, mm-hmm. Our South mm-hmm. fortunately is is uh, is the largest of of our of our stat, of our statuses in which persons that are living with HIV. the South right now that's Florida, Mississippi, North Carolina South Carolina, all our southern states, it is horrific down there yeah. and yeah. Our epidemic right. here in America. Yeah, it's horrible. Absolutely, absolutely. and, and you know, one of the things I, I I I wanna kinda go back a little bit and I want you to talk about um you know, how you uh contracted it from your partner and just give people kinda the, the setup set up. Because generally, you know, people would think, you know, okay, you're in a relationship with somebody who cares about you, loves you. You know, the last thing most people think about is, well, I wonder, does this person have HIV? Or I wonder, does this person have AIDS? Or, you know, and, and so a lot of times people that I think it never really crosses folks' minds. So take us a back uh, to the moment um, that you you discovered um, that you, in fact, um, had AIDS. You, you know HIV. <laughs> HIV. I'm um, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Cause I love to educate. I said. I said. just be- gonna get me straight. So I'm. Get yeah. HIV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I used to be really ashamed of my story because yeah. when you go through uh, trauma such as domestic violence and uh, you know just really as though you lost your right to anything. Right. Because someone right. someone else seems as though they have their power over your life. You know, I used mm-hmm. to be really, really embarrassed just to say how I how I contracted HIV. Um, but right. as I told the more and more I told my story, I told my story of abuse. I told my story of, you know, the lies, the cheating, the the everything, mm-hmm. and the more I put right. that out there, the more I had persons that would come to me, especially women, that said, your story is my story. That happens yes. to me. Right. I fell in love with a man, you know, a, a mm-hmm. handsome, beautiful, built, six-foot-two, beautiful man, ex-football player. I mean, he, you could not tell if he had anything you know, which I didn't know at the time, you could not tell. He kept himself up properly in regards to his hygiene, and he was just, you know, he just, he was gorgeous, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and with me, you know, at that time when I met him, I was married uh, once before, and I was single for mm-hmm. a very long time, I mean, almost 10 years I was single, so I said, okay, I decided to try love again, I said, okay. Um, like I said, I, I you know, he whined and dined me and we had a great and awful awesome, an awesome time and you know, it was it was like a dream come true. I was like, Wow and I feel felt as though I was in my thirties at that time. I said, Okay, mm-hmm. I can you know, I'm ready to settle down again and you know, and taking you know, take those next steps with someone who so my kids who were teenagers were we leaving the house and you know, then we could just travel. This was my la la land. <laughs> this was right. my what I thought as in having a responsible adult relationship how these things would progress and how we would just grow together um and it turned out to be anything but my whole three years with this man was a nightmare um mm. you know of course you know the, the domestic violence will where you know they began to take in uh you know learn learn all about you, learn your ways, learn everything right. about you. They're right. using it in in that, in that regard. So, you know, you start to take in, you know, have things happen. You know, me not being in a relationship for a little while, I say, okay, you know, I know I'm, like, real strong-minded and, you know, I like things done my way because I like, I'm t right. v kind of to be a perfectionist in certain things. But things were just really starting to get out of hand. And I have to say, girl, when I got my first black eye, I was devastated and scared, ashamed, embarrassed, and I could not tell anyone. I could not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't believe I was in my 30s and this was happening to me. This is, mm-hmm. this happened, you know, I saw this all growing up, you know, in childhood where I would see my aunts and different people like that, you know, go through abuse, and I always said, never me. I would never, never, right. never fall into something like that. And here I was, and I was so embarrassed, and I felt every bit of how a person that I've met throughout my lifetime, if they were experiencing abuse, I, I just imagined how they were feeling. Well, one right. day, you know, this man was so brave with his, his, his infidelity that he, he, it came to a point where he just didn't care. So I'm at work and I get mm-hmm. off early. I'm really not feeling well. I'm I'm coming home. I'm having like, you know, not to sound disgusting, but like really bad diarrhea pains and different things like that, fevers yeah. and you know, just not feeling myself, but feeling really fatigued. I come home and this man has a woman in my bed, and I'm like, wow. oh my gosh, you know. I mean, I knew he was out right. there probably doing something, but you know, I didn't, you know, i I was too afraid to say anything, so. My next thing was to the doctor's office, and, you know, and I let my doctor know, and my poor doctor, she's like, Andrea, she said, let me help you. And I kept saying, no, everything's okay. I fell down the stairs. I went into a door. I did this. All the classic signs and symptoms and and excuses, I want to say, that, you know, a woman or a person that's uh, suffering with abuse, you know, would say and go through. So this time was like, okay. You know, that, that was an even more reality. Not every, not like everything else wasn't a reality, but just really now just seeing it, I was like, wow. So, you know, went to the doctor. I got tested. Um, You know, went home. You know, it took about a week for the test to come back. My doctor called me and called me and called me for like more than a week because I had to work because like domestic violence, you know, I, I went through the wheels in regards to, you know, I went, I had uh, emotional distress from this man, financial distress. So with some using up my cards and using my credit, and it was horrible, a horrible time in my life. I had to work like two jobs to keep up with what I had, what I needed to maintain uh, for for my household. So my doctor calls me he says, Andrea, I need you to get in here now. And I'm like, oh, wow. So you know, at this point, I'm thinking. I say, well, I have anemia. I'm my, my iron's probably low. You know, I'm like thinking of things right. other than right. that. So I get there, right. and my poor doctor. She's more like telling me, like, oh, honey. I, I mean, she's crying. She's like, because right. we had a really good, we have a really good relationship. She said, I have some really bad news. And I'm looking at her. I was like, oh God, I got cancer. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of everything right. else. Nothing in that. She said, no. She said, you have HIV. And I looked at her like, you know, HIV. I was like, okay, can I get a shot in the butt? I mean, is this something that we can get cured right. for? And she, right. said, no. she said, at this moment and at this time, we do not have a cure for this. And if you don't um, go on medications or do whatever else, you know, because it was so new to, in 2007, it was known, but a lot of the doctors, especially the ones coming out of school, which I had an intern coming out of, of school, she was, she was like, um, I just don't know enough, so she like gathered up a lot of information with her peers to really speak mm-hmm. with me. And I found out on July eleventh, two thousand and seven that I had acquired that I had acquired HIV. We called this man, who's now my ex husband, and we mm-hmm. told him and his response was like, Oh, that's all.
2: Mm. And
1: the same way if you just heard silence. It's the same way that the silence went around the room for myself and my doctor who also heard this. So wow. he was, I found out after the fact that um, he, was, he was actually 10 years my senior, and he, mm-hmm. he was positive at that time for close to 20 years. So not only did I acquire HIV from him, a few other women acquired HIV from him as well, as I learned after the fact. Um, mm-hmm. so story, um, that I open up a lot of my sessions with, because I want people to be able to see the journey,
0: um,
1: that I've taken from there, what led me to this journey that I'm on now. Um, right. I'm not stupid or dumb in any way, shape or form, you know, I'm right. not, you know, gullible. I mean, you know, I was, I I want to say, you know, in regards to relationship, i relationship, I guess, you know, my thinking was being with an older man who was, he looked like he had it together or whatever else, you know, it it would be fine, but to come to find out doesn't make a difference. If a person is out to make their victim, trust and believe, they go through extremes sometimes to do that. Right, right. I I, want to ask you, because my, my first reaction, the very first time I heard you share this story was... Um, I couldn't imagine the amount of anger and rage that one, most people probably would feel, you know, knowing this is a person that you've been with and, you know, committed to and so forth um, and you love and, you know, and at no moment. No more. Does this person decide? Okay, you know, I need to tell her what's going on. Did you experience that rage, that anger, where you just, you know, you 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 really wanted to be out on a vengeance? Um, you know, I wouldn't say it. It, it, it was out on a vengeance. Um, yeah. You know, after after I found out that I had acquired HIV from this man, I still did not leave because. I actually, wow, okay. I, think I, I think I lost all of self-love for myself. Um, right. I think it was more, it wasn't more of a vengeance. It was more of a, me feeling sorry for myself. Um, okay. Said,
3: okay.
1: Who, who's going to love me now? You know, who's going to care about right. me? Who's going to treat me with this virus? You know, the, right. you know. at the time I was like, I, I stigmatized myself. I was like, I got AIDS. And I'm like, you know, who's going to love me? And I was like, Mm -hmm, who's just going to love me? But I don't have any, (laughs) you know. This this is how I stigmatize myself. You know, these are the things I was thinking. So I said, I might as well just stay here and just try to work it out. And, you know, that lasted all but a week, you know, that thinking. Wow. As As another incident had happened after that, um, and, you know, he smoothed it over. It's like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. I know I should have told you. And, you know, and, and it was like just this. And I was like, okay. I said, and at the time, like I said, not thinking, I was like, if we can we can make this work, you know, because I'm still like trying. To, I mean, even though I know that it's going to be a circle. I mean, I didn't know, but I knew, you know, it wasn't something that I could say, okay. I um you know I know this is never going to happen. I know that's never going to happen. But my thing, I was scared of him. I you know I I I was just going along and saying okay because I was fearful. And again, my breaking point or my enough moment, which I will which I will always say was when he came back from the gym one day and there was a phone in his bag, a cell phone that I didn't know he had. Just a little small thing. And it was ringing. He left his bag in a, you know, front foyer, and it, it started ringing. And I'm sitting there like,
3: what is that noise?
1: I go in his gym bag and, and his, his small phone is in his eyeglass case. I opened up this telephone, this flip phone at the time, and I'm reading all the names that's in there, and every single mm. name was that of a female. There had to be wow. over 50 names in this one cell phone. And at that point, my that was my that was my that, that was my that's it. This right. monster is doing this to all these other women. I started calling every number that I could. When I say I called, and I told women like, look, this man has HIV. He's not telling everybody. You know, at the time I didn't say he was HIV. I said this man has AIDS. He's not telling anybody. I just learned right. about my status. I w- you would think that the normal female would be like, Oh, girl, thank you. I was getting things like, You just mad because I'm taking your man going spread a rumor like that. He said mm. that you might be. Yeah. I'm like, Right. I mean, on the- I'm looking at the phone like it's an object, a foreign object. I'm like, Did she just want really to say that? I'm like, Girlfriend, I will give you my name. My name is such and such. My doctor's name is such and such. Check it out. I'm not lying. You know, and I'm trying to convince, you know, right. a few of these. That no, this is what this is what really has happened to me. So as I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think I was reading on the 14th or 15th call, and he walks back through the door and he sees me with this phone. When I say that was the last fight for my life that I ever did with him, that was. Mm-hmm. Um, God was with me that day. That's all I can say, because yeah. I he kicked me up and he slammed me between a wall and the floor. I have no idea what happened after that. The only thing I know when I woke up, he was in the hospital and I wasn't. So you know, wow. so I'm in the, wow. yes, um, yeah. Because apparently, you know, with all my fear, I couldn't tell you. I got a hold of a knife and I actually cut his arm where it almost cut a major vein. So I'm in the mm. hospital. You know, I tracked him down to whatever hospital he was at, and by this time, I guess that that that. The notion of courage just came up through me finally, and I said, yes. "No, I'm in the hospital, and I'm telling the nurses that he has HIV." And the nurses are like, "What? He didn't tell us that he had HIV? That you know, because they have a you know, they could he could have passed it on to them as well,
2: right? And right? Because he was bleeding
1: from the cut, and you know, all kinds of and, kind of things. Exactly. So at the at this wow. point, I I end up getting arrested because he was hurt. And, you know, until I had to show them at the station all the things that I going through and still the scars and everything that I had, um, you know, I spent, like, maybe two days in jail because um, it mm-hmm. happened, like, over the weekend time. So as I'm sitting here in front of the judge, you know, in Philadelphia, they pitch you in front of a screen where you can see the judge. And the judge actually had asked me, well, you know what is going on, and I told this judge this man has HIV. He's been abusing me for the last two years. I have been fearful for my life. He didn't expose that he had HIV, and you know Pennsylvania, we still don't know how to litigate cases like that. And at this point in time, I was just upset. I wanted to, I I wanted him to be arrested and off the street because I knew right. that he. Of uh, spreading this virus to other women, and I was like, "Your Honor, this is not good, you know, but there was nothing that they could have done, or whatever else, until so someone else came you know forward so long story short, all my charges were dropped. The judge turned to him and said, If I was her quote unquote I probably would have killed you, and yeah. the whole courts and everything, everyone got quiet. I mean, you know, it was just a statement at that time, I guess, because of all the, the uh, emotions and different things of that nature, but that wasn't what I was expecting to hear, you know, from a judge at that time. So I'm right. like, okay. So, you know, he ordered us, you know, separate and different things like that. Well, I did my part. This man stalked me so bad afterwards. I had to... You know, I went to go get a restrainer order and different things, and it was really bad. I was, I was still scared, but at the same time, it's like I was building up the courage to take in, to to move on with this and to actually do something about it.
2: So right.
1: that was my, you know, my moments in regards to fear, how I felt. Um, my revenge wasn't a revenge, really. I didn't turn my revenge as in something hateful and all towards things that had happened to me and tried to start looking at it in a way that I can help others. Because all my life I've been one of those persons that helped, that helped another. And, you know, right. they say nice people, you know, a lot of the times they get burnt, you know. And, and this is one of those issues where, you know, things happen. You know, I had to look at it and say, okay, this is my life. What am I going to do with it? I can either sit here and feel sorry for myself or I could do something about it. You know, and I decided and I and I thank God every day. I think my best be my outlet that I did something about it every that I did something about it and every day I'm more and more thankful that I did. Right. Wow. Wow. Absolutely amazing you guys. Um if you guys are just now tuning in, we are on with Andrea Johnson, you guys and we are talking and discussing Um, HIV and AIDS in 2016 as she shares her personal story Um, and what I want to do is um, I want to take just a little break when I come back uh, I want to talk about um, the of course um, people always have that question I'm pretty sure you get often about uh, the forgiveness when does the forgiveness factor and all of that come into play and so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about that more and and we're going to talk about uh, what are the laws you know a lot of people wonder uh, what are the laws when it comes to um, if people have to be up front with the information um, that they share with you uh, concerning their status so we're going to talk about that more uh, when we come back from this break you guys right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show
3: Hey how you doing this
0: is K.L. Belvin author, poet, publisher and when I'm not on the road signing books I make sure I tune in to the Beautiful Butterfly Show hosted by the one and only Beautiful Butterfly. Take care. Keep doing your thing, sis. We love you. The Beautiful Butterfly Show Would like to thank you for tuning in Please be sure to follow us On Instagram That's at Instagram.com Forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show Also on Facebook.com Forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show And last but certainly not least You can also catch up with us On Twitter That's at Twitter.com Forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show And thank you once again For tuning in we have of the Vibration Radio Network.
2: And
1: welcome back everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Make sure you guys, if you're out there, always uh, download our app on your iPhone or Android. That's the YRN 1328 app so you can listen to the show 24-7, you guys. Uh, So if you guys are just joining us, we are on with Andrea Johnson, and we are talking about her personal story um, that she dealt with. Um, Andrea, I I know a lot of people um, often ask you about the forgiveness. Um, Were you able uh, to forgive um, him, um, you know, Giving you this, right? You know, I I had this conversation recently um, with Rhonda Goldfine of the AIDS Law Project Mm -hmm.
2: um, because
1: when I first in two thousand and seven there was a a a conference here in Philadelphia at the Convention Center, and of course, with me being newly diagnosed and and the way that I had um, contracted HIV, of course, I was upset Mm -hmm. and wondering how there cannot be any laws to protect me you know, as a person living right, with that right right. as, as a citizen within our communities, you know, when we mm-hmm. have people that are, you know, transmitting this virus to others. Um, I after I became educated on the issues of HIV and AIDS, after I became right. a counselor, I started to really take a good look at the whole view of why HIV and AIDS is within our communities, especially our communities mm-hmm. of color. I didn't excuse the abuse that I was had endured, you know. And, but right. with the HIV, you know, that's even something more toppled on on top of his issues that he suffered right. with. He suffered right. with. I had to look at the whole picture. In the beginning, the forgiveness is what was the non-forgiveness it started to drive my health really bad. I mean, I started to get sick. You know, I was mm-hmm. never feeling well because I was so angry, and it's like I couldn't right. share it with people like I wanted to. So it everything was bottled up in me. Um, and the right. more, and I the more that I talked about it, the more the less the stress. You know, the more the stress started to just flow off my shoulders. So mm-hmm. my thing, and the more I said, you know what? I forgive this individual. I do not ever want to be in the presence of this individual, nor do I want to see this individual, but I forgive this individual. I understand some of what this individual may have gone through, because with Mm -hmm. all the symptoms in regards to HIV, and and to be honest, I didn't understand fully in regards to the non-disclosure of HIV until I fell in love after, after the fact with another man, um, like uh, like four years, four or five years later, after you know me finding out my diagnosis and you know the, the mm-hmm. ex-husband was in the past and me regaining myself back, I fell in love right. with a, an, an awesome man. Man was so stigmatized by my status, you know. It was mm-hmm. more like, mm-hmm. I mean, his words weren't his. He didn't his words weren't there per se, but the meaning was there. Why would I want to be with somebody that's positive when I could be with somebody that doesn't? that doesn't have HIV or AIDS, you know? Right. And, right. and, and right. to me, that was a thing. That was like, oh, wow. So it's like when things happen in your own life, you gain a better understanding. My
2: mm-hmm. understanding
1: was that persons don't disclose because everyone wants love. And if you're always going right. to be sensitive over something that happened to you that may, that's not fair, you know, with me, right. with HIV, this is not something that I ever saw in my life having to deal with. You know, and then I have to do this and then to be rejected from someone that, you know, I just really wanted that connection with. And, you know, we had everything was good but the HIV. And, you know, and I couldn't be mad at that person. I couldn't be mad at this man because he was being honest with me. And with that being said, I want to be with someone, you know, they love you. But they're embarrassed at the same time, or they feel a certain way that you know it's always on their mind. That's not healthy in any type of relationship if you have to worry about something constantly. So right. I understood. I I gained understanding through my own uh, attempt to be into a relationship at you know a few years, like five, almost five years after. And it and it was it was it was something that I said. I said, you know what, Give and i not be angry because everything. That I'm angry about, you know, it was it was killing me. It really was killing me, and and internally, not externally, but internally, you know, everything was just going wrong. And I said, you know what, I got to stop this. I had to forgive him, not for him, but for myself. And then I had to learn to forgive me, to learn to stop blaming me and say if I had or if I should have, I did this or no. You know, you can't change the past. And that's a lot of things that people don't, you know, when you're going through something like this, or even if you're going through something in life, you until you see that, you know, this it is what it is, and you can't change it. You know, a lot of people are just stuck, like, why did this happen to me? You know, and 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 their feelings are validated, but it's, it comes, it's going to come a time when you're just going to have to say, you know what, it happened. I have to continue to live and I have to keep pressing on and doing what I see needs to be done not only for myself but those that love me as well as my you know, those that that are around me. So it it right. was a learning process and it still continues to be a learning process. You know, now right. I'm single I'm single by choice, you know, so you know, because I just had too many things going on to so sometimes to even date myself, really. But um, <laughs> but you know, forgiveness is the biggest thing. You know, and mm-hmm. I always tell persons that that you know that ask me questions. They said, "How do you get through it?" I said, "I forgave, I forgave, and I let go. Because if you yeah. don't, and you know, it's going to it's going to it's eventually it's going to kill you. The stress, stress will kill you. Lonely because right. you're going to think of all the things that you don't have and how you're." how lonely it can be and different things and you're not gonna see the beauty of life that still has to be lived. So right. that's why I try to encourage, you know, not only persons that are living with HIV. I, I, I have women that I just speak to or men too and just life issues in that regard. Right. So and, I you know, I, go ahead. I wanted to ask you as far as when when it comes to relationships and I talk about I asked about this Early in the show, you know, is this a dialogue um that takes place um you know in the dating process once people get in relationships with you going out you know talking to different people um all over um what has been the response on is this conversation because i'm I'm still always wondering you know is this a conversation that people are actually having because i'm I'm just a firm believer that. Um, you know, with this day and time, I believe that you should ask anything that you want to ask, you know, um, what especially if you're in a relationship or if you're in the process of a relationship with that person, you know, and you guys are thinking about, um becoming intimate, I don't think it's wrong anything wrong with asking questions of you know certain have certain things taking place, and so do you believe that you know is this conversation actually taking place with people um in the dating process in the relationships even you know in marriages like is this dialogue happening you know I, I think with all the stigma surrounding a lot that's in our in our society in our communities as well um right. the, the conversation is not happening enough. And, you know, and I always tell yeah. people, I said, if you can't, if you honestly can't, you don't feel comfortable asking a question to this person that you know that possibly could save your life, then you shouldn't be having sex with that person. Right. You know should I mean? You too. should not. If right. you're, if you're right. comfortable in having a sexual conversation, a conversation that says, how many partners have you had in your lifetime? Or, How do you feel about us going to get tested together for HIV, hepatitis? You know, they have tests now that you can do, syphilis and everything else. How do you feel about us going to get tested before we move to that next level? You know, because criminalization of of persons with HIV is happening all too much because a lot of the times a person, believe it or not, a lot of the times a person that You know, has HIV, you know, we still have, we still see them stories where they'll blow it up saying, oh, this person infected 50 million women or 50 women and this person did this and this person did that. That is true. You know, those stories, some of them stories are true, but a lot of the stories that you don't hear is that you have a person such as myself you know, mm-hmm. that has, you know, an incurable, an incurable health condition that will accept for a partner of mine. And the first thing out of my mouth is, for me, I'm not saying everybody's like me and I'm not saying everybody, you know, can, you know, speak in that terms because it comes right. down to safety as well. But the first thing right. out of my mouth is that I am HIV positive. I pose no risk, no dangers to you. Oh, you know, I, I you know, I don't intend on sleeping with you until you are educated about me and I'm educated about you because to be honest, mm-hmm. you can do more harm to me than I can to you. My symptoms my the virus that's in my body is one hundred percent preventable. You may have in your body, you may not be. You know, so mm-hmm. right. I am as a female comfortable in that because, you know, these are the conversations that I've learned that should be had. Now, persons that are not having these conversations, again, you know, accountability is what we are seeking and what we are looking for in a relationship. You cannot put your life in somebody else's hands and then try to say, well, well, they didn't tell me or they they don't. If you are not asking the questions, if it, not asking the questions, I'm saying if, you have, if you're if you able to, you know, and, and if you're going into a relationship, you should be able to ask, ask any question you want, you know, and Absolutely. that person Absolutely. should not get offended. If that person gets offended over your questions and then your recommendation of you being tested for whatever – And if they get offended, this is a rare flag right there. That may be something that says, okay, we need to check something. We need to, like, step back from and start talking about some other things. You know, Mm -hmm. and even I won't say just women because men need to ask these questions, too. You know, this goes both ways. I understand women to men, this is men to women, too. a relationship, period. So if you're not comfortable in asking questions, you should not be comfortable in just having all-out sex, unprotected sex. With someone, right? You know what I mean? Absolutely. You have, you have a lot of our. When you say our young women, you have a lot of our older women. You know, in 2016, saying, "Oh, I know how men look if he's diseased, if he's this, if he's that." No, you don't. Mm-hmm. I look at people. Right. I say you will be the first one sitting in my office. You know, getting tested for something, and I have to break some bad news to you. Never. Mm-hmm. Take the way a person looks at the way as them being healthy. Right. I just right, right now, you know, that, that looks gorgeous and, and you can't tell anything from the outside, but you have no idea what this person is carried on the inside of him or her. So, you know, right. just the perception people have, you know, from all the, the old antiquated Stigmas that's still out there in regards to you know person with HIV got to be looking strongly and drawn in and you know every you know every person that's carrying that virus has AIDS. I mean we don't even know that the distinct that there's you know HIV and AIDS is is separate. A lot of persons do not know HIV right. is the virus you know HIV is the virus that causes AIDS. AIDS is a syndrome of HIV. You know. You have persons that keep telling people, oh, they have full-blown AIDS. There's no such thing as full-blown AIDS. It's either HIV
2: or mm.
1: AIDS. You, you progress right. from HIV into an AIDS status, and just because you have HIV does not mean that you you will you will ever acquire AIDS, you know, move into an right. AIDS status. You know, as long as you take care of yourself and do what you need to do, HIV is a, a very maintainable um, health condition. I don't want to keep saying some type of, you know, it is a virus, but it is a health condition. It is one that, right. you know, if acquired, it's very manageable to the person right. to be educated on it. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And we have a caller here on the line. Uh, we're going to go to um, area code 281-6588. State your name and where you're calling from.
0: Good evening. My name is Reginald, and I'm calling from Texas.
1: How are you doing, Reginald?
0: Reginald? I'm doing, I'm doing fine, Miss Johnson. How are you doing this evening?
1: I am well, Reginald. Thank you.
0: I just wanted to call in and commend you on your strength, your perseverance, and also commend you for allowing yourself to be a vessel of information out there because there is a lot of misconceptions about AIDS and also having the HIV. Virus and it takes a lot of strength to put yourself in the spotlight or allow, allow yourself to be put in the spotlight and be someone to you being used as a beacon to promote HIV awareness. And I really want to commend you for that.
1: Wow. And that original, I thank you so much, because that is one thing that um, it, it is very, it is, it's hard sometimes, but when you see something that's so needed, especially amongst my people of color, when I'm seeing my people of color, everyone is of color, so I want to put that out there. But in my meaning, it's my blacks and my Latinos. When I'm seeing another one of them that's, you know, within our communities, it ravages through our communities in a in a horrible way, you know, it makes me keep going. It makes me say to myself, you can't keep quiet about this, Andrea. You've got to keep going. you got to keep educating. You've got to keep reaching. You know, you've got to keep trying to save lives. And, you know, myself and I work with awesome organizations like the Positive Women's Network, USA. Um, it, it's an organization of women that are advocates in the fight to help and, you know, ending the epidemic with, with HIV here in America as well as abroad. This fight is not easy it's not easy. I mean it's 2016, 30, like thirty two years later from when the AIDS epidemic first became known, and we're some things that you hear in today's society, you would think you were back in the nineteen eighties You would think that there hasn't been any scientific scientific advancement you know in with regards to helping people live longer you know, helping people not to acquire HIV, you know, helping people to live. You know, we in the field as advocates, you know, we go out and we try to our best to save lives. But the thing is we need for people to take heed. We need for people to listen. The fight is large and we're here to stay until we can say this epidemic is over You know, it may not be in my lifetime, but we as advocates, and I like to put myself as we because this battle is too large to say just one person. So I use we because I always like to give honor to all the advocates around the world that are working to take just on this one issue. We have many issues in our world, but this one issue is something that is taking control of America and really telling us that if we don't put, uh, if we don't slow it down or begin to bring this to an end, by uh, 2020 we're going to have more people than should be allowed ever acquiring HIV or living with HIV, and this is what we're trying to do to try to help. Uh, so, Reginald, thank you for your comment. You know, that comments like that is what inspires me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Whatever I can do to help. I'll be more than happy, to. You definitely have my support. And, Butterfly, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to uh, converse with this very intelligent woman. I want you to continue to have a great show. And both of you ladies, have a wonderful evening.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you. I just love to see How did I know you were going to say it? How did I know you were going to say The voice
2: But of course
1: You know And it's one of those things And I'm glad that Because actually I'm going to tell people about my mistake Of what I did Originally when I created this show You guys um, I had entitled it AIDS and HIV And Andrew was like You know like hey I want, I want to, you know, fill you in on a little something, you know. And so um, you actually have, H, you can track HIV first, is correct? And then yeah. it can go into the AIDS status. Is that correct? Right. It it can, but okay. not until. You know, now, th- that's the quick thing. I mean, just realizing that HIV is the virus that causes AIDS, knowing how you right. can fire HIV, Knowing the fluid, the four, the four ways you can acquire HIV is through your blood, through semen, through vaginal fluid, and through breast milk. Those okay. are four ways in okay. which HIV is transmitted. With those four ways, you know, people, you know, it, 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 it's just the virus is, is, is uh, what I want to say, as complicated as it's made to seem that HIV is, is as uncomplicated as it really is. The simplest right. way, the quickest way, of course, you're having unprotected sex. If you're having unprotected sex, you should be on the bar and saying, Don't be having unprotected sex. Then things like, Oh my God, I wonder if he got something. Or I wonder if she got or she had something. That's something you should have thought about before. You know, Absolutely. And, and, and just getting people to think, especially if you're able to, because some, some people are in and in positions and in relationships where, you know, they lose their power. You know, I'm talking about interpartner mm-hmm. violence and different things of that nature. But right. if you are able to take and have control of your life and you don't have to have unprotected sex due to, you know, fear or whatever else, you have to take and take charge of your life. You can't blame right. anyone else, you know, if something happens, especially in 2016 when you see on the news, when you can pull it up on Google, when you can take and go to your nearest um, health department and, and your doctors and different things that, that's there. And you can't really say that you don't know because you do know. You know that right. if you have this person, you have no idea who this person slept with, Doing your one-night stand or whatever else, you're playing Russian roulette with your own life. Mm. In 2016, Absolutely. if you do not know a person's status, you can not only be setting yourself up for acquiring HIV, but you have herpes, you have, you know, gonorrhea, syphilis, peps, right. Colonis, right. These other things. you know, and these are the things that, you know, we have to think. And, and everybody's like, our youth, our youth. Yes, our youth are persons that, you know, are humans that – we want to protect and say, okay, you know, you need to do this. But I'm talking to older adults as well because just as much information and, and scolding as you're doing to them, you need to turn that finger back around and do it to yourself too because our older population ha- is, is really large now too. So Absolutely. we have our seniors contracting HIV, our seniors contracting herpes, and all this other mm-hmm. thing, and, it, and, it's, and it's an epidemic in a lot of these these areas of the United States with herpes and right. you know HIV, so it's something right. that we and need I think it's and I think it's one of those things, uh, Andrea, that especially with older, you know, people is that they figure, okay, well, I meet somebody else that's older, like they ain't doing nothing, but they don't realize like what they have done in their past. You know, it's the past relationships, you know, that are the factor, and so, um, you know, and so people don't always calculate in the, and take those things to mind. And I, and I, and I'm with you now. I'm in agreement that in today's time, in 2016, if you're not asking these questions. Um, you know, uh, you know, you you have no business having sex. You have no business trying to, you know, uh, have a relationship with someone because it is vital that you know these mm-hmm. things. And don't get me wrong, I know, I know several people who do have, um, who do have HIV and who do have AIDS who are married and they're in relationships and and they they have children and they have you know great lives. But at the same time, you know, their partners were aware of this. You know, right. when when they went into the situation and, um, you know, and I had a, a gentleman on um, by the a name of uh, William Bronner uh, a, a, a while back. And, yes. you know, he talked about, you know, how his, his wife, you know, she made the choice and he told her, he said, look, you don't, you know, and that was his biggest fear. His biggest fear was that he would wake up one morning and his wife would have contracted this, you know, and he said that would be my biggest fear for her to have to, you know, because he was taking a lot of medications and so forth. He said, I never would want her. But she made that choice, and she doesn't have it, but she made the choice that she wanted to have a baby by him. She wanted to be in a relationship with him. She wanted to be married to him. And so you do have people who, you know, want to be in relationships and want to love people, regardless if they do have AIDS or HIV. But at the same time, you know, you have to be smart. You have to educate yourself on, you know, the, the possibilities of the things that can happen. And I just feel like this day and age is too much technology. It's too much stuff like in the of your hand uh, to educate yourself on to just go around, you know, you know, pretty, quote, unquote, being ignorant uh, when it comes right. to, you know, not knowing or not wanting to know. Some people have this mindset, well, I don't want to know. You know, I don't want to know if I have HIV. I don't want to know if I have AIDS. I don't want to know if I have gonorrhea right. or herpes and so forth, you know. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing is that pride. That a lot of us right. have inside of us, where we, you know, just don't want to know what's going on. But at the end of the day, it's it's what's best. It's not what's only best for you, but you know, your loved ones, those who are around you, who care about you, you, you know? Know. like that. And and I and I just want to put a, a quick plug in because I know I I, I want to um wanted to touch on uh, Will's story. I wanted to say with yeah. Will's story and with his wife and in regards to knowing. See, this is the thing. Our laws need to catch up. Our laws in our communities need to catch up with the science of HIV. You know, mm-hmm. people are thinking, "Oh, you if you think because you have HIV or AIDS, you can't have a baby." We have right. tons of babies being born yeah. today yeah. without any signs of HIV in their system. You know, thanks right. to drugs like the Prep, which is pre-exposure uh, prophylaxis drugs, and you know, different things in regards to mothers taking care of themselves. If a person's um, uh, viral load is undetectable in their system because they've taken their medications properly and and they've checked in with their doctors and did what they needed to do to keep themselves healthy, if their viral load is, quote, unquote, undetectable, meaning that the virus is so low in their system that it's not really seen as even a threat, although the virus is still there, but it's so low, they today and today's in with today's science and technology, they give their partner a ninety nine to a hundred percent chance of not contracting HIV. You know, you know, God forbid it's the condom break, or, you know, we have some couples where they don't use condoms as, at all. You know, where one is right. positive and one is negative and they call it um zero, um converted couples um, or there are couples, but with that being said, it's all about communication. It's all about learning. Right. It's all about being knowledgeable about these type of things. HIV, yes, is a horrible thing to happen. But for me, if I was once I, you know, get to the state where I can, you know, uh, be blessed with a partner again, and my partner is negative. I will guarantee him for myself that he will stay negative because our communication is gonna be there. Me taking my medication and if he has to go on this quote unquote prep medication just to keep him safe as well, we will do that. But again, it's all about learning. It's all about, you know, gaining that knowledge of how to protect Absolutely. yourself and Absolutely. how if you're positive, if you're positive how to protect your partner and the ways that you can work together to make sure because I'll tell you, just because I'm HIV positive does not mean that I have to be with another person that's HIV positive. You right. know, what right. if I knew if I knew what I know now back when I met the man that I fell in love with, whom I knew I would have been with till this day. I would be educated and vice versa. But I didn't know a lot. I was still learning. So with that being said, HIV is something that is, you can live with it, you can prosper with it, you know, you do not have to contract it, you know, it's all about using your head when you're in the street, you know, it's all about being knowledgeable and educated on how you can acquire HIV and how you can protect yourself from from acquiring HIV. You know, it's, it's okay. learning, you know, you have the power, you are the power for your life. You are responsible Absolutely. and accountable for your life. So act like you know and take and get yourself educated on things that this world that in our world now that can harm you, you know, or or lead you down a road you don't need to go. Absolutely absolutely and 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 it's so you know and that's the thing uh, you know uh the rapper eve uh, she did a song years ago called love is blind <laughs> and, and it truly mm-hmm. is uh because a lot of times we uh, in relationships you know we we have we, we get so infatuated with a person or that that love takes over our mind that a lot of absolutely. us you know the things that we should ask you know they take a back seat you know things that should take a priority you know they get pushed back because we love this person, so or some of us are in that mode where we want to prove our love so um and so we don't ask no questions, and you know we don't you know we don't do a lot of things, and those are the things that a lot of times we have to deal um you know, with the consequences of that, um, you know, you're you speaking of, you know, physical abuse and domestic abuse and all those type of things. And uh, like you said, a lot of times we see those red flags, but we're still standing there in the midst, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of drama, in the midst of turmoil, uh, you know, while these red flags are saying, hey, you need to get yourself out of this situation. And so a lot of times, you know, we we, we have to, you know, just use better judgment, better judgment in knowing you know, that even if this relationship doesn't work out, even if this marriage doesn't work out, there's something better, there's something greater um in store. Right. For you us. know, it just you know and, the, and so, that's yeah. and, whole thing. And, and that's a whole thing and that's a whole nother subject in regards to self love. Yes, and, and yes, that, yes. That's that's whether you have, you know, uh, um HIV or not, because I just did a conference with um Natural Heart Sisters on self love. And I tell you, you know, when you lose that, and you're just, you know, you you you, you when you lose that, you lose a lot. You lose yourself, believe yes, it or not. And you absolutely. feel like you give that power over to someone else. And until yes. you regain that, you know, a lot of bad things can happen to you. And with that being said, you know, if you, I with that's why I tell people, if you have the power you know, in your hands for your life, which we all do. We just have to realize and learn how to, you know, either most likely take that power back if we're giving it to someone else. But once you regain Absolutely. that power back in your life, there is nothing that no one can really try to get over on you anymore. People are going to try, but, you know, you're going to use that common sense you were born with. You're going to use your intuition, your intuition, you were born with. You know, you're gonna use all these factors that you have within yourself to say, you know what? Right. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh Not never right. again. And these, when you can right. say to yourself, not never again. Now you will fall. You know, everybody falls. I always tell people don't
2: don't,
1: don't, don't take and kick yourself. I said because every mistake is a lesson. Look at your mistakes as lessons right. not failures. Because no mistake is a failure. It is a lesson in life. Some lessons are harder than the others, but every every mistake or whatever else, that's just a lesson. And my lesson right. that I learned in my life is that, you know, I I love people. I love my people of color. I swear to God, I'm in love with black folks, and I'm in love with uh, my, my Spanish people so much. And that's not to say that right. I don't love new cultures as, right. as well, because right. these are my cultures that I love and that I, you know, I know. Their potential, and I know what they can aspire to be. I see what they a lot many have become, and my thing is to take in whatever way I can do whatever little bit that I can give back to this world while I am here. I intend on doing that. I am in That's love right. with things in our world. You know, one is being That's persons of right. colors and going to blacks and my Latinos, and if it, things that I see that I went through growing up. it it helped me to take and really get a strong back and it really prepared me for all the things that I do now within communities across. I am one of those Black women, and I'm going to say it, I'm one of those Black women where, you know, I I, I see the injustices being done and instead of just Mm -hmm. sitting on my ass, excuse me, and doing nothing, I am out doing something. I can talk all right. day long. The talk is whatever it is. It's the actions that I always look for in a person. And Absolutely. if you're not acting things in our community, you ain't shit. You know. I'm sorry yeah. for the cursing, <laughs> but that's it's all right. Things. We we talk too much. We talk, 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 and no one does. That's why when I see different organizations like the Positive Women's Network United States, like Sister Love down in Georgia, like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like Girls and Boys Clubs, when I see all those organizations and then community people doing things, I gravitate towards them because I say, you know what, you out here to make a difference, and you're on a level where I can understand and that I can relate to because sitting right. at home and just looking at things and saying, oh, my God, that's this or that's mm-hmm, that. And you mm-hmm. doing and saying, this is why we are where we are today in our society, and especially with right. our kids. Get off your behind, get out and do something. You know, this your community needs you, your city needs you, your county, your state. Everybody needs you, so don't think that you're not needed in this world because you are. We all have to do our part in making this world a better place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely well said. And what I want to do is I just want to take a short break and we want to come back, and uh, we're going to get um, Andrea's final thoughts uh, for the folks out there uh, pertaining to today's topic. And uh, she's going to give you guys her contact information and all that good stuff. So we're going to be right back, you guys, with more right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? This is
3: Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle Series 1 and 2, also author of the Devil's Calling Card 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. It's finally here. It's official. Signed with Universal, Miss Renetta Mays with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Keeney Media, and of course, your radio network.com. Buy that. Cop that. Hell I don't care if you burn that. But just support that. Miss Renetta Mays. With you got me open.
1: And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. We are joined this evening, you guys, by Andrea Johnson. You guys, we have been discussing HIV and AIDS in 2016, and what a dynamic show we have had this evening, you guys. I have definitely been educated and informed on four things as well this episode. Andrea, for the folks out there listening, um, what would be your – words of encouragement um, or motivation to the folks out here who may be in those relationships and might be afraid to ask those questions on, you know, issues of, you know, what their partner might have been, uh, done, you know, dealing with in the past and so forth, because we've also known people um, to also contract HIV um, through drug use as well through sex as well. So if you are, you know, even if you could be in a relationship with someone who is using drugs you um, by needle, um, and they might be sharing them with different people, people contract it that way as well. So I don't want everybody to think it's contracted uh, just through sex, but mainly through sex, but it is also contracted um, through drug usage as well. So what would be your advice out there? It's 2016, some people still not having this conversation. What would be your advice? to the single folks, to the folks in relationships and marriages, what would be Andrea Johnson's advice on HIV and AIDS in 2016 to the folks out here listening? You know, my advice would be it's it's going to be part um, compassion and then a part of uh, accountability. Um, mm-hmm. I know the conversations are hard to, to have. Um, right. You know, it, it's not easy striking up conversations about, you know, past sexual partners are asking blatantly, you know, blatantly, do you have HIV, cystic diarrhea, herpes, whatever. You know, people are not comfortable with that. But I have to say, you are accountable for your life. If, again, as we said throughout the whole show, if you are not comfortable in asking those questions, then you should not, you should not be having sex, especially unprotected sex, with a person, you know that you're not comfortable in asking these questions for. I know a lot of us are in the in the state where we don't want to be lonely or don't want to be this or don't want to be that, and not wanting to to in wanting to keep someone because you know and because of your loneliness or. You know, you don't think you're going to be worth anything without this person. It can really be your downfall and your spiral into something that you, you know, you don't want to get into. So accountability is in a part of if something happens and you have the opportunity to ask those questions, you know, you know, by you're not suffering from, you know, domestic violence or interpartment violence, but you have the opportunity and the power to ask those questions, and you do not. You Mm. are responsible for your life. These are questions. This this is a part of you telling yourself that I love me enough to make sure whomever I lay down with, to have sex, or, or, you know, or wherever in life, I need to know that I am safe. There's nothing wrong with worrying about your safety, especially in 2016 where so many things are happening in this world. So, yes, I understand everyone wants to be loved and everyone wants to be in a relationship and everyone, you know, you know wants all these great things and that you deserve, you really do. But in 2016, right. we we have to be smart about it. You can have all those things. You really can. All those things, you know, I am I believe in love. Trust me. Whomever God blesses me with, trust me, they're going to fill the rest of the, my true love for one because I've learned. But that person that you're loving should be as understanding as as you are and they should be just as concerned as you are. If you don't see those things going on or if this person is avoiding, asking questions and and blowing you off, whether it's male or female, those are rare flags. Pay attention to what a person's telling you when they're not saying anything. Because those are the things that will save your life. Love yourself, love your life. You know, love that other person too. But protect yourself, love yourself more in that sense. There's nothing wrong with loving yourself. You're not doing it in a selfish mean in any way, shape, or form. You're doing it as a mean of protection so that way you can open up and grow with this person. You know, And that person that should be very receptive to whatever you are wanting to do, there should be no qualms. There should not be no ifs, ands, or buts. They should be sitting me hopping skipping right along with you to wherever you guys can go to make sure that both of you are safe. That's love. That's communication forms of love in that sense. You know, they're they're just concerned about themselves and you. You know, to do this. So look at those signs. You know, pay attention to your intuition. If you don't have a good feeling about something, please do not be laying down with someone, especially someone you don't know. You know, because you awesome. <laughs> can. You can't then blame someone else, you know, when something goes wrong or you contract something, you know. You can't say, oh, well, you didn't tell me. And they can say, oh, well, you didn't ask, you know. <laughs> and and the truth is, you know, you did in a lot of states, although we have about 32 states and, like, two territories that believe in HIV criminalization, you know, which I'm trying to help and understand more in regards to helping to change those laws around because we need it based on science, we have a lot of persons that are you know, living with HIV or AIDS that are criminalized, and they let their partners know their status, but due to the fact that their partners may want some type of control over them or whatever, you know, they'll say things in these states, and, and, this, and the partner that has HIV is being arrested and jailed. You know, sex offender risk uh, lists and different things of that nature, and they did everything that they knew was right by exposing, you know, what you know, what, you know, that they were living with HIV. But due to the fact that this person may want to control over them or wanted to get back at them for something, you know, it, it 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 turns into real ugly situations. So that's why it's important to know who you're sleeping with. You know, if they are, you know, are Carriers of anything, and I hate to use the word carriers because it sounds like some kind of aliens. But you know, if they have acquired anything in their life, then this this is just information you need to know for yourself. There's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I do want to say absolutely. one of my, and I know, and I know we have to go, we have to wrap it up. But one of my favorite quotes, Michael Max is like, goodness, if he was alive today, I would probably be his biggest, one of his biggest fans. One of my favorite quotes from him is that education is an important element in the struggle for human rights. It is the mm. means to help our children and our people rediscover their identity and therefore increase their self respect. Education is our passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs only to the people who prepare for it today. And I have to say mm. that it's so true. Knowledge is power. If we dumb down and act like we don't know, you know, we're going to get things like, you know, uh, uh, the bad things that our society has to throw our way. So, you know, it's okay to love yourself and to ask questions because this is for you and it's about you. Absolutely. Absolutely, well said. And it's always such a pleasure having you on the show. As I tell you, I definitely, um, I'm always educated and informed uh, because the thing, the worst thing ever is to get, you know, to get wrong facts and statistics buried in us because we live with those things forever. You know, we, you know, and that's the bad thing about it is that when you have bad statistics, they pass along. And so, as you said, and I've heard people say all the time, oh, they got full-blown AIDS. And, you know, and like you said tonight, you know, there's no such thing. So we hear all these different, you know, things that uh, people come up with uh, pertaining to this. And so I'm glad that you were able to come on here and inform us. And, and I definitely appreciate you for always, always sharing your personal story uh, with us and the callers on here. And uh, for the folks out there listening, um, Andrea, tell them how they can go about uh, contacting you um, and your organization. Okay, great, great. Um, my name is Andrea Johnson. If you look on Facebook, it's under Andrea Johnson, as well as um, girl, you can do it. The girl, G-G-I-R-L, the letter U, and then can do it. Um, also, you can go on the, um, if you need information pertaining to HIV and the advancements and ways of contracting HIV, just HIV, edu- HIV and AIDS education, you can go to pwn-usa.org and also you can check out my website um, which is girlyoucandoit.org between those two websites we have a multitude of information for you um so you can no longer say i don't know you can educate yourself and if you in one more website the cdc.gov you can go on to these things instead of reach, researching how big Somebody moved right, butt right. <laughs> right. a button. Look at, look right. at this website and see how you can save your life. So thank Absolutely. you. I mean, um, if you need to call me, my uh number is on twenty four seven. I do crisis intervention. Uh and I do a I wear many hats. And that number is two six seven five eight eight zero four five three. Again it's two six seven five eight eight Zero four five three, you know, be be fly. I just wanna, I just wanna thank you. I mean, I know I always overtalk, and you just allow me to. Um, but it's so mm-hmm. much, you know, that you can get out in an hour's time. And I, I, I just want to let people know, mistakes are going to happen in your life. All Absolutely. how you, it's all how you handle them in the end. And I swear, Absolutely. I tell my God every day that I'm here. All I want to do is help people to you know, live the best life that they can live. And that's what Absolutely. I do through my own life to show others that there is no stopping you. You can only stop you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I couldn't end it on a better note than that. Once again, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on here. And uh, as you know, you're definitely welcome to come back on here at any time. I definitely appreciate your time um, and your support and uh, just just for bringing um you know uh, this subject to the forefront and expressing it and getting the information out there to the folks so i definitely appreciate you uh, for coming on here and i know i definitely will be um talking with you again soon and and once again just thank you so much you know thank you thank you always you're always a blessing you know to many with the information that being that's always been given off your show um i listen to it you know quite often especially when i'm on the road so i i love every show that you do it's very informational and you know you give what the communities need and and you know god bless you thank you i appreciate that and you have a great rest of your evening i'll be talking with you soon okay great you too all right all right, you guys. That was Andrea Johnson. You guys, I will be uh, posting uh, her social media and um, her girl. You can do it organization um, on my page, Bianca Fly, and the show page, the Beautiful Butterfly Show page. So you guys can get out in contact. Maybe you want her to speak at your church or youth group or whatever. Get that information out there. Don't be afraid to let this information get out there to the folks. Um, because as she said, there, there's no excuse for not knowing. There's no excuse for not yourself um on this, so with that said, you guys we're gonna get ready to get out of here. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week, and I'll be talking with you soon. <sighs>
3: Thank you.
0: How many people are encouraged in that? All
3: Right, buddy.